Josh vs. Josh, Season 5, it's Resurrection Time. Josh vs. Josh was dead, but now they're back again. Sweet shows and amazing guest stars. Ryan Wright shot lasers from the Death Star. Matt zipped in and he zipped out, but no one knows what he was talking about. JDS took a rest, he spread his wings and flew far, far away. But now he's back to rule the pod game. Spitting on a little guy's face, eating ice cream and potting all over the place. Tom Nook is a crook, but Corey is working hard for the bells. Only PayPal, lemon friends and family for that guy sells. Jazz says sticky food makes it hard to wipe, especially when you're up potting all dang night. Takes a break to read some 17. Steve Buscemi on the cover of his magazine. Recycle some jokes and bring the garlic bread because Josh vs. Josh is back potting again. Yeah. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to JVJ. I'm your host, Corey Hatfield. With me is Jush and JDS, and then we have special guest, author, Denise Gwen. Woo! We heard you go by Spider as well. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Spiders are my favorite animals. Oh, those aren't real animals, are they? They're considered arachnids, so they're not really... This is only animal, vegetable, and mineral, too. <laughs> yeah, so they're more of a mineral, really. I don't know about that. So if the country gets bad enough and we have to switch to micro livestock, we'll mm-hmm. be eating your favorite animal all the time. Yeah. yeah. Do, well, do, do you really like spiders? Because that, I mean, no, I can't get over no. that. I, I love cats. <laughs> oh, and that's like the arch enemy of spiders. So there's no way you love spiders. That's right. Well, it's oh, like in that way that shaman book. Yeah. The spiders and the cats. One summer, I found a recluse spider out by the trash cans, and this thing was just horrifying looking, and I just couldn't stop looking at it, and it was like, oh my god, horrifying creature. Yeah, there's a lot of reckless spiders here in Illinois too. <laughs> they just never think about the consequences. <laughs> <laughs> So, Denise, what books do you think you'd most known for? I would like to be most known known for my Trailer Park Wives series, but I'm also, I've just started a new book. I'm working on a murder mystery. That's right up my alley. Oh, wow, yeah, because you were murdered. I already solved it. It was the boyfriend, Doug. Okay. <laughs> I, I love reading murder mysteries. I love reading dark stories. Um, yeah. So, yeah, that's what I think I should gravitate toward. And I've really struggled with plotting. So I took the James Patterson course, the master class. I've taken, watched it a couple of times. He's really funny. And he advocates using an outline. And I don't like to outline. I like to just write. I get an idea And I start writing and I'll do a chapter and I try to aim for 1500 words a day when I'm writing. And uh, so sometimes I'll write myself into a corner and I can't quite get out of it. So this is a real change for me. Yeah, I know how you feel. I'm also an author. (laughs) (laughs) I wrote uh, I'm best known for my children's book, The Haunted Living Room. (laughs) <laughs> but I also wrote a screenplay for Man with Bags. Did not write a screenplay. How many copies of The Haunted Living Room have you sold? Seven. It's a Kindle <laughs> exclusive. I, I, you buy, I bought one of them. You, so. I, I sold one. seven. Two people in this room bought it, and I might have bought one on my on accident. I don't know. <laughs> What's the book called again? The Haunted Living Room. The Haunted it's, Living it's Room. It's a children's that, book. That sounds 
that's really cute. Yeah. He's running with his kids. It's yeah. actually kind of scary, so just be prepared. <laughs> it's like a murder mystery for babies. So oh. who's your favorite like uh, murder mystery author? I'm a fan of Anne Rule, but she kind of writes real. Yeah, she writes more real true stories. Um, let me think. I like just about reading everybody. I, um, I'm drawing a blank here. I really like Stephen King. Leanne Moriarty. The, okay, I haven't read her. I've I'm trying been, to think of the girlies. <laughs> I've been reading some Patricia Highsmith. How how does it work when you're? I mean, so you don't like using an outline. I mean, I'm a, you said you are this time, but do you I, like commit the murder in your in your head and then work backwards from there? Well, this murder mystery is a first one for me, so so it's a mystery to you as well. Yes. So it might be Doug. Before you answer, just keep in mind JDS is looking for tips on how to murder someone. So don't don't be too specific. Oh, tell her about your ice arrow. Oh Oh, my gosh, that's a classic. We'll write the book for you. Listen to this. So so the the uh, the foolproof murder plan that I came up with was uh, you you rent the second story apartment above. Uh, or across the street from the person you're trying to murder, right? And you, yes. you spend time fashioning a bow and an arrow out of um, ice. And then you you <laughs> aim and shoot them. And then the, the ice arrow melts. Okay. And they, they think that it was uh, yeah. murdered by a fish. No evidence, no crime. Kind of like the Twilight Zone episode where the housewife killed her husband with a frozen pork chop. Oh. I guess you could put a little meat in it. <laughs> Let's just leave it a little extra evidence. Yeah. That was a fun one because the detective came. She talks to him and then she's heating up the lamb chop and she cooks it and they end up eating it. Was that, the, was that the original Twilight Zone? That was an old one, yeah. In black never, and white. Yeah, I don't think I've ever seen that either, but we watched a lot of Twilight Zone. The hubby comes home, says he's leaving her, and she uses the pork chop to crack him over the head. Mmm, pork chop of terror, episode yeah. six. You know, I have such a hard time with plotting that when I was doing the Trailer Park Wives, I was I watched um, Desperate Housewives was on at the time, and I was I loved the way they interjected the moments from the mom's past. I think it was Brenda in that story who killed herself. And I liked how they brought in the moments from her past life. And I was thinking of that when I wrote this, but I've, I've really struggled with this book too. Cause at one point my opening chapter was Anne Marie describing her being um, prepared for her funeral. And I just felt it just went on too long. Mm, yeah. I don't know if that would have played as well. Um, no, I, I haven't. I haven't finished the Trailer Park Wife series. I'm only listen. We we don't like to read because we're lazy, so we just listen to audiobooks. That's okay. But, My husband loves audiobooks. My son listens to audiobooks. They're great. So we, Corey, have you you've only listened to the second one, haven't you? Yeah, I've I've only listened to the second book, but I think from where it picks up and what happens, I can figure out the uh, steps steps that happen in the middle. What came ahead, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, now, I, I'm not saying this in an offensive way, but, like, the Trailer Park Wives books are, are very trashy, you know? Yes. Yeah. I love it. I love I everything about it. <laughs> Juice grew up in a trailer, so he can really relate. And, no and, double wide, though. Yeah. 
Well, and now they've come out with a triple wide, I think. I, I've been in a lot of trailers. I was doing a lot of client work this weekend. And, oh, my God, the trailer I went to to visit this mom and her kids, it was just awful. It was just terrible. And yet there are some really nice trailers in trailer parks. I went one time to visit a lady who needed a will done. And, um, and her place was tidy, neat as a pin. You know, it just depends on who's living there, what kind of shape the trailer's in. Yeah, I well heard if, uh, sorry, I heard if uh, a lady sleeps with someone else's husband, he'll buy her the nicer trailer. <laughs> what? Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. My that was from your book. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was rereading books one and two to kind of get reacclimated because it's been a while since I've worked on them. <laughs> I, I could understand that because it probably took a long time to write. And like there are parts where you're just like, I wrote that. Yeah. And I got to tell you, I thought the reviews were really interesting. And I kind of like it that some people, they either love the books or they hate them. I, I, I don't think these are the kind of stories that everybody's going to love. And I'm OK with that. Well, it's actually funny. I was I was reading some of the comments today and I, I have to ask you about one. Uh, Terry said, so funny. This was hilarious. I listened to the audiobook and found myself literally lolling. Yeah. Do, do you think it's a comedy? I thought so originally, but you know, I've been reading it and it's like, yeah, it's kind of dark. <laughs> Some people have said there's nothing funny about this. It's, it's very dark. Like, but I, I, I think it's funny too. I love, I have a really <laughs> dark sense of humor. And the funniest part was probably the dead baby, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a real <laughs> knee slapper. <laughs> and yeah, and that's some awful. people. One person didn't like how I had Dwayne coming back to life, and then in the next chapter he's dead. But really, that was a kind of fantasy chapter where. Yeah. I think we all got that, yeah. except for that one person. <laughs> I'd say he's the only one who didn't pick up on that after, okay. you know, the bullet through the brain. Yeah. yeah. I thought it was pretty obvious. I, I mean, as an example of the kind of books I like to read, I read a really fascinating book a number of years ago, and I've, I've got a copy of it, and I just love it. It's called Driving Dead People, and it's by a woman by the name of Monica Holloway. And I picked it up at Barnes & Noble because it was cheap. And I just started reading it, and she is funny and dark, but it's actually a really grim story about incest, childhood incest. <laughs> it's like, I mean, there's nothing funny about it at the end, but she's got such a funny, wry way of writing. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. like a real that, dark humor. Very dark humor in it. And she's got a very light writing style that really conveys the the irony of it or just yeah and it was interesting to me too because she describes the cincinnati area she describes going to children's hospital when she was little but she also lists these towns and when i tried looking up the towns i thought she grew up in appalachia east of us in ohio but the towns she's listing are towns from illinois so i can't figure out if she really lived in the Cincinnati area and is using fake town names or if it was Illinois. I think she grew up in Ohio, though. What are what are the towns in Illinois? 
She named Galveston. That doesn't seem real. She named another couple of towns that I just couldn't find on an Ohio map. And I found them in Illinois. It's not that far away. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, we live in Illinois. I've never heard of Galveston, but apparently it's like a block away. So uh, is there any uh, plans for Trailer Park Wives 3 to be on uh, Audible? Well, hang on, hang on. Before you answer that, let me yell at you for putting another book on Audible before Trailer Park Wives 3. You have... Uh, you have a series about young girls, it seems. Mm-hmm. And you, that's becoming an audiobook before the next Trailer Park Wives? Yeah. Why didn't you ask us first? <laughs> <laughs> For your opinion, you mean? or? Yeah. Okay, well, you know, I would like to put Trailer Park Wives 3 and 4 on audio. Oh, there's I'm... four? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Is the fourth one called Quadruple Wives? Quad- quadruple Wives. I'm toying with the idea of that. I think actually I did call it that. You should have just called it house because it's the next (laughs) upgrade. They never become a house though, do they? Modular home. (laughs) The lady who narrated the first two books, Lindsay Corey, she did a beautiful job. And I did that with her on a royalty share. And this time I think I want to actually pay her because in all honesty, she didn't make a lot of money on it until Uh, I started joining audiobooks boom yeah and now you it's know? exploding it, it's helped so much oh my god i went to the Selmore book show last year and i learned so much about the actual marketing of your material and i learned about it's it's you you got to have review really important juice here just uh he wrote a book recently so he's actually he, he's like, we need to switch formats so we can get a bunch of authors on so I can figure out how to sell a bunch of copies of my book. Yeah. I think it's, it's working. Audio boom. We, this is the first tip we got. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Boom is amazing. It has really helped me so much. It's really because... helped me, too. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So, like, you put it on Audible, and then how many codes do they give you? Because... People seem to have a lot of codes to give out. What they do is they'll give you, I mean, really, honestly, anytime you ask for free download codes, they'll give them to you. You can't ask every five minutes, though. So like every six months or so, I'll get another set of audio audible codes from from Amazon. It seems like a lot of work uh on your part as well, if you're the one sending out the emails and stuff. I know a lot it's either, like, the author or the narrator. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Audio Books Boom has the really good spreadsheet that they it, – it's, it's really cool. They've got the spreadsheet, and it's got the name of the person who's asked for the book and the person's email address and a link to their reviews so that you can check them out and see if they can honestly leave reviews or if they just want a free download without giving a review. And just about everybody is definitely follows the request, you know, that you, that you leave a review and then you type in, I use the spreadsheet to help me put in the code number. So I'll remember not to give that code away again. And then what else do I do? Oh, that's right. And I keep it on a a separate spreadsheet on my computer, what I've given away and the date. So they'll give you 25 codes at a time, and they'll give you U.S. codes and U.K. I haven't used up very many U.K. codes. Because they don't have trailers in the U.K. 
They have boots. <laughs> they they I have, don't know. I just, I they have that... caravans. Yeah, caravans. Yeah. Maybe you could just change the title for overseas and just be caravan, caravan single, double caravan, the Royale, Royale caravan. That'd be cool. Yeah. And we can help you with that. Just, yeah, I mean, just just let us know. We'll get you set up. Our, the last person we had on was from somewhere far away. UK. UK. She's in the UK. And did you know Scotland is right by the UK? Oh Corey. Mind-blowing. Yeah. yeah geography. Yeah. Uh, your book falls into the category of uh, I don't feel comfortable listening to it at work, and that's oh. why I listen yeah. to all my audio books. There's a lot out. of bad language in there, yeah. Just the fear of your headphones being pulled out oh and everybody God. hearing about the meth and the sex. The hell are you a, listening to, yeah. I actually have I a question about that. Did Did you, I mean, you write under a pen name, but yeah. do you like, did you tell all your friends, hey, I wrote this book, go listen to it? I did. A lot of the people in my, a lot of the lawyers in my community know that I write, but they kind of, it, it is nice that people know that and they mention it to other people. I, I, I was at a settlement conference for a divorce and the lawyer said, oh, did you know that she writes? It's like, yeah. <laughs> That's an okay. inappropriate time to bring that up. Let's talk about child support. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. So, uh, there. I thought the whole part with the uh, the lady taking the kids away. I don't know what that's all called. It's DCFS yeah. around here, but I don't know what it's called everywhere else. But, but I thought that was all real well written, and I was thinking, man, she must have did a lot of research. So, <laughs> I'm assuming author is not your day job, then. It's not. I'm. I'm actually a lawyer. Oh my gosh, that's so helpful. JDS, tell her about that car wreck you caused. <laughs> oh, are you a are you like a libel lawyer? So if someone described a character in a book by just saying they look like a certain movie star, is that cool beans? Yeah, a, a movie star is a public figure. And yes. as long as you're not, I forget what the line is, but there's a line. I mean, yeah, you can use a movie star reference. Nice. Oh, my gosh. Well, in my book, I just... I, I think I only described one character, and I was like, he looks like Michael B. Jordan. Okay. So yeah. You can't, you can't like not use his middle initial because then it's a totally different. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Erica was picturing Michael Jordan. Oh, right. Yeah. I'm like, that's yeah. not right. And she's like, I just thought he meant he was tall. <laughs> it's amazing how his career has evolved. I I like watching him on The Wire. The first season, he was just a little guy. Yeah. Now he's a heartthrob. I know it's amazing. Handsome man on the planet. People are writing slime books about him and stuff. It's crazy. <laughs> slime books. Well, you know, you're actually the first author we've had who does not write lit RPGs. Basically, uh, books that take place in video games. So you're oh. kind of a departure for us. Really? <laughs> yeah, but Juice really loved your book, so he he really had to get you on here. He's a big fan of ladies who live in trailer parks. <laughs> I'm so grateful. It's I'm really glad. This is just it, it it has really made a difference getting my audiobooks out there. And yeah. So but before I put before I start doing books three and four, I'm gonna have to re edit them and revise them because I did make a mistake that somebody pointed out that there's a scene where Samantha has her grandson sitting in a shopping cart. And then in the next scene, Vicky's having giving birth. So it's like, oh, I, I better fix that shit. <laughs> yeah. Oops. I hate making mistakes. 
Just change a grandson to watermelon. (laughs) (laughs) Put a watermelon in the shopping cart. Yeah. Problem solved. (laughs) She's hungry. You you did a really good job of describing the trailer park culture. Because, like, the way everybody had, you know, they were living in these shitty little trailers. And then they had 70-inch TVs and boats and all this crap. That's kind of the way things really work. Yeah. So the old adage is write what you know, and I, I just assume you were like, hmm, as a lawyer, I got this. <laughs> well, you I better know, dust off my trailer. When I first started writing years ago, I was trying to break into romance, and I was having a really tough time with it. And a lot of my stories had lawyers in them, and for some reason, they were really boring. And my husband and I talked about that. He's like, you know so much about being a lawyer, you leave stuff out. You know what I mean? It's like you're so much in your head, you can't quite properly describe something. Yeah, I understand exactly what you're saying. You're too close to it, and you just you yeah. have all this knowledge, and you don't think about it. You assume everyone else has somewhere near the same amount of knowledge on it. Who so if you're it? writing a character, you just start calling them by a name that you gave them, like exactly. a first name, but you never mention it ever in the book. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, and I mean... Yeah, and I work with, we call it CPS here, Children's Protective Services, and they're so much more proactive nowadays trying to prevent removals, you know, actually removing the children. There's one woman who actually is one of the bosses at the agency, and she sent me a TED Talk on why foster care doesn't work. And they've got so many programs now and services where they try to help the parent do the job while living in the home and with the kids there. They they kind of they call it embracing them or surrounding them. There are all kinds of programs to help the parent with parenting skills and substance abuse and there's a real evolution of getting away from just straight removals. Although that still happens a lot. That's probably a good thing. I mean, yeah. I, I, don't, I yeah. don't have I don't have kids and I don't no anyone yes. who does. I, I I don't really like it. I have two kids and I'm just waiting for someone to take them away. <laughs> but uh, I was wondering if any of the characters was any of a uh, like a reflection of yourself. Did you see yourself as the young lady taking the kids away? I I've never removed children. Well, actually, I have. I've been a guardian. Adult. There you go. Yeah, <laughs> and I've filed dependency complaints. So yeah. I, that's a good question. I didn't really think of myself as Mandy. I kind of see myself in all the different wives, except more Dina and very, I really love Samantha. <laughs> I I have so much fun with Awful. her. Yeah. She's a bad example, just so you know. Don't, know. don't let her be your own. She's not a solid mother either. I mean, <laughs> I'm not a big fan. Oh, where her daughter was putting the pasties on her? That was inappropriate in my opinion. Uh. You know, and it's funny to me how judgmental people are, because I had a case years ago where the mother did work (laughs) as a dancer. And at the permanent custody trial, when they were permanently severing her rights, the caseworker who's dressed up like this proper little uh, Presbyterian, I can make fun of Presbyterians because I am one, and she was talking about how the mother was wearing this revealing outfit and it's like you know the girl had a good figure and she was wearing a nice dress it's like come on let's um let's be a little less judgmental here 
Yeah, on, on that subject, though, you can make fun of literally anything you want on this podcast. There is no safer place to say something than on our podcast. N- literally, no one will hear it. That's true. Safe space. <laughs> yeah. I'm working on that last part, though. <laughs> I would also we make fun of a, a Presbyterian, too, but I don't know what that is. Well, the jokes about us is we're the frozen chosen. We'll, frozen we'll each, chosen. Yeah, we'll eat our troubles away. We won't drink them away. I'm a little bit worried now Yeah. when we get to the debate questions, <laughs> and she's a lawyer, Uh-oh. she's just going <laughs> to make us look like... Oh, do you... I got... They seem kind of pop culture-y. Yeah. I don't know if you follow the TVs, but where where are you from? I grew up in Indiana. Okay. I was born in Indiana. Which town? I was born in, well, actually, I was born in Chicago, but I grew up in Bloomington. I was born in uh, Munster, and I grew up in Steger in Chicago Heights. Oh, wow. No, I don't. I don't remember Chicago at all because we left when I was a baby. But where in Indiana did you live? Uh, Munster. 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 Where's that? I don't know. I was a baby. But we did live. <laughs> That's not we... Muncie, is it? No, no, it's not. But we did live in a trailer. Yes. And we were cooking meth all the time. <laughs> and... <laughs> one time Corey's boyfriend got shot right in the eye. Yes. Yes. But I was just grateful it happened before my mom could sleep with him. <laughs> I think you're yanking my chain. Uh, now this uh, other book that's being turned into an audiobook, is that one going to be, is it as racy or is it more like slice of life type book? I see there's like two young girls on the cover, right? Yeah, yeah. it's um, it's a YA young adult. It's about a group of girls at Bloomington North High School in my hometown. Shout out. So, I know. And um, I, did a, I did a re-edit of that before I gave it to the artist. And it, it was really amazing to listen to all the vocal talent of the people who were auditioning. Because everybody had such a neat way of saying the words. And it... It's incredibly gratifying to hear your words spoken aloud by an actor. Well, I'll I'll read some words for you if you want. My <laughs> reading level is like at a sixth grade level, but if it's young adult, I could probably hop in there. Not to brag, but I once narrated an entire audiobook in oh one God. shot with no with, with making no mistakes. Now wait, you told that story before. Isn't the book just <laughs> long? <laughs> Is that yeah, right? It was three minutes long. That's yeah. not the point, though. The point is I did <laughs> yeah. Perfection yeah. is perfection, no matter that's how long pretty, it takes. That's pretty awesome that you did it in a single take. That is amazing. He's good. Well, I wrote it in a single take, so. <laughs> it's, uh, it is that, that book, Corey's book. What was it called? The Haunted, the Haunted Living Room. The Haunted Living Room. You should living check room. it out. You're yeah. really trying to sell this book. <laughs> Keep your eye out for a spooktacular sequel. Oh. <laughs> It is funny, kind of funny, though. It's a small world. Bloomington's not really all that far away from us. No, no, it isn't. And it's my hometown, and I've still got family there, and my husband has family there. Yeah, I love Bloomington. Well, I just had a great idea. Yes. If you want to do a, a collaboration, we could do the Haunted Trailer Park. Oh, <laughs> that's weird. Children's book meets yes. kind of racy <laughs> yes. adult-themed novel. Yeah, well, it would be probably... like that uh, one chick who wrote the incest book. 
We'll just flip mm-hmm. one of those suckers. Yeah. <laughs> You'd probably want to take your kids out. <laughs> oh, yeah. My kids can't be in it anymore. You said you have a son. Is he aware of your books? Yeah. Um, when he was a little boy, I wrote this cute little YA story about witches called Coven Keepers. And I had a lot of fun reading that to him every night. I'd read a chapter and it's it's a cute little story and but then i started reading some of uh, okay i wrote a ya called house of wax which is a takeoff on the house of wax horror movie and i started reading that to him and all of a sudden he stood up and said mom this just isn't my thing (laughs) (laughs) oh no he liked the cute little story about witches and every chapter ended in a cliffhanger and it was cute and yeah, but he didn't like the other stories. And he listens to a lot of audio books right now and he likes to listen to podcasts and things. He's going to be really excited that you're on one. He's going to be impressed. I hope so. Yeah, you'll be one of the cool kids. <laughs> I'll stop saying I, things like babies getting murdered. And <laughs> I don't know. I think maybe it kind of embarrasses children, you know? Yeah, it embarrassed me, so I couldn't imagine. <laughs> so I, how, I, long have you, how long have you been writing? For many years, and I, I, I almost hesitate to tell you this, but some of the first books I wrote that got published were in erotica. That doesn't surprise me. Yeah. So. Is that under a different name? Yeah. Um, the erotica books are under the name Angharad Jones. Oh. Uh, can you spell <laughs> yeah, that? Yeah, spell that. <laughs> yes. A-N-G-H-A-R-A-D. It's a Welsh name. These must be Welsh, Welsh erotica then. <laughs> no. Churn like and butter and stuff, right? <laughs> They're American. My mom was Welsh. And every year on my birthday, she would tell me, I wanted to call you Angharad, <laughs> but your father said no. And it's like, you know, Mom, I'm really glad you didn't get away with giving me that name because for years I had trouble pronouncing the silent G. And I had to go to speech therapy when I was in the sixth grade. <laughs> and it's like, I, I'm, just as, I, I'm just as glad she didn't get away with calling me Angharad. So that's my, that's my pen name for erotica. I, I don't think you're fooling anybody, though, because it, at the top of the website, it says Denise, Gwen, Ann. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you you yeah. need, as a lawyer, you think you'd be a little more tricky. You think? <laughs> that's okay. just Maybe that's just me being a cheapskate. I don't know. <laughs> One website is cheaper. Yeah. Maybe yeah. People could think that's just your buddy. Yeah. yeah. We're good friends. My good friend, Ang Haddad. <laughs> I like the name though. It's got a good ring to it. I can't pronounce it's, it. It's Welsh. It's Did Welsh. You know okay. Angharad. My mother was born in a town, a tiny village in North Wales. In order to say the word properly, you have to kind of get some spit in your throat. It's called Llanfyfechan, North Wales. Say, say that again, because that was great. Okay, hold on. <laughs> so do Welsh. Welsh people just have just spit coming out. Oh yeah, they're so drippy with spit, <laughs> it's ridiculous. Vanderwachen. We have a we have a Welshman where I work. Oh yeah. And uh, the maintenance guy constantly has to walk behind him with a mop and bucket. This guy's <laughs> just so drippy. 
I still didn't pronounce it properly, but when I'm, but the thing is, even in North Wales, they, they've turned the double L into a CL sound. So instead of clandidno, it's, it's called clandidno. It makes so, you wonder how they get away with this shit, you know? <laughs> <laughs> they, you can pronounce it any way you want. We're not going to be the ones correcting you. <laughs> yeah, it sounds great. I don't. Yeah. We didn't My even mom- know Welsh existed until you started talking about yeah, it. Yeah, when so. you said it was by whales, I was literally thinking of a whale. So Yeah, North Wales, my mother has very much made it clear to us growing up, is a separate country from England, even though they are connected. <laughs> uh, do we want to... Well, I have uh, some questions sent in. I lost who okay. they were from, so I assume they're Just from you. Just say a name. Okay, Bob Boberson sent these suckers <laughs> in. <laughs> Okay. Uh, do you know how this works? Uh, no. What 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 happens? It's, okay. It's a game show, and if you win, <laughs> you get a chance to win eight million dollars. That's Uh-oh. not. Is this, that's is not. This like, she's uh, not gonna win. I'm the host. She's a lawyer. Like, wait, wait, oh wait, yeah. Is talking? that legit? Never mind. I <laughs> I object. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So we have people that send in questions, and okay. we do our best to answer them. Because we're like life coaches. All right. Yeah, I mean, we just assume that we know all the answers to everything. Mm-hmm. We survived this long. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> we've only, we've literally only had one thing taken down by the government, so. Oh, yeah? That's not bad. Yeah. Maybe you could help us get it back up. <laughs> Question one. Out of the 14 Land Before Time movies, which one is the best? Oh, this is a this is a good question, especially for a lawyer. I'd love to hear your opinion. <laughs> Land Before Time? Are those cartoons? Do you know what that is? Um, I've seen them all. I feel like it. No. With the dinosaurs? It's the cartoon with the dinosaurs. Is it Pixar Little or Foot? Disney? No, it's neither. neither. Okay, yeah, my kids watched that when they were little. Um, I'll say the first one. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm going to have to agree because I did not realize there were 14 of them. 14? I can, I can only really remember the first one. That's a lot. Um, I don't remember what it's called, but I know that there is one. Littlefoot. Uh, yeah. Is that the one? No, you're... I was going to say that it's uh, it's an adaptation <laughs> of the book Trailer Park Wives. Oh. But with the little dinosaurs. Yeah, that's the series. Yeah. Oh, it's the series? Well. The Trailer Park Wives Find Dinosaurs. Trailer Park Before Time. Yeah. <laughs> TM. TM. We're taking that one. Sorry. I mean, I hate to disagree with you guys, but obviously the best one is The Land Before Time 14 Journey of the Brave. I thought you were really into Chomper. Chomper. When Chomper showed up, I remember you being like, just your mind was blown. You're like, how did they add a character to a well-established franchise like this? It really. Yes, they were trying to revitalize it. Mm-hmm. Well, they did. Like that time they put Roy on The Simpsons. Ooh, I am pretty sure good. Chomper's been in there since the beginning. I Chomper mean, was not. I, you're thinking of someone else. <laughs> no, you're I thinking of Littlefoot. There's yeah. no the Chomper's the only one that I remember. <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I remember Littlefoot because too, like, Land Before Time Seven came out when you were little and you remember. There's no way. It. Chom- I feel and, like I was watching Land Before Time Number One. You were watching Land Before Time Seven. Oh, you're not thinking debut of Chomper. Of Chomper. You're, you're thinking of that one that came into the second one, a little gray one. Chomper. That wasn't Chomper. Gray Chomper. <laughs> Chomper was the slow one. Yeah. Oh, Isn't I am not thinking Chomper's the T-Rex. You're right. Wait, there's a T-Rex. Are you thinking of Ducky? Ducky. Yeah. That's Chomper. Yeah, that's who I was yeah, talking Chomper. about. Yeah, I was thinking right. about the turtle that like would eat 
things. Does that not land? Well, all animals eat things. <laughs> well, even spiders. Fact. <laughs> My daughter was asking me when recently, you know, what were the worst movies we had you watch with us when we were little? And I told her it was the Pokemon one. Oh, what? We saw yeah. that in theaters. I will I yeah. watch Pokemon today right now. Let's just I mean We saw that in a movie theater. We paid good money to watch a Pokemon cartoon. <laughs> <laughs> and there if was you... a climactic scene toward the end where they're on a baseball field or a football field or something and their their laser eyes and little colors are flashing behind them and yeah. I object. That was not a baseball field. That was a Pokemon stadium or something. Okay, it was a stadium, and Mewtwo had lured them all to the island to murder them. Bam, lawyered. <laughs> that book, that 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 movie, in my opinion, was much more adult than Trailer Park Wives. Yeah, what do you call it? Cinema Verite or something? <laughs> what? That's, yeah. You've never heard that before? No, I've never no. heard that. Oh, that's how Josh describes Pokemon <laughs> movies? <laughs> Denise, do you want to hear uh, uh, JDS complain about how the Pokemon games are too easy? Because he, so he does easy. that in every episode. I do not do that in every episode, but they are too easy. They're made for children. Yeah, I, well, I, I want, I want a, just a slider. Give me a slider, a hard Ooh. and easy. What if in the newest Pokemon game they had to catch Pokemon at a trailer park and all oh. the wives tried to seduce them and you had to escape the meth heads? Oh. Yes. Oh, that I, sounds great. And a couple, he, throw in a couple of zombies while you're at it. Oh, oh. are there zombies in Trailer Park? <laughs> yes, they're no, my favorite part. Not yet. <laughs> <laughs> trailer Park of the Undead. Does you know, that's really. the thing. You could always do like a spinoff where they're wives. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's, that's good. good. And you could just do Trailer Park Wife, and it would be all about one character. Maybe <laughs> the really mean one who dies. <laughs> So does does fantasy and sci-fi does that uh, have you ever considered writing anything like that? But you said earlier we you'd be the first person that's not really within those genres that we've talked to. Well, she wrote a witch book. Oh, that's right. For her. That is kind of paranormal, yeah. yeah. You know what? I, it's funny. My husband and my kids love reading Mercedes Lackey and Anne McCaffrey, and those are fantasy sci-fi. But I I don't really read those books so much. Because there's not enough hardcore murder in it. Maybe. I don't know. It's just not quite, it just doesn't quite interest me. I find it odd how a lot of adult women really love the idea of reading books where other adult women are getting murdered. Mm-hmm. But if it happened to them, they wouldn't like it. No, they'd be very upset. <laughs> They're hypocrites. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> how dare you? Well, I'm going to. I'm going to say we all agree Land Before Time oh, 1 was the best. Definitely. Okay. Tromper. Uh, question two. Yes. Who would win in a fight, Shazam or Chuck, with the upgraded intersect in his head? Now, Shazam, um, that's the uh, Marvel. I remember Shazam. No, Shazam is like the, the genie, right? No, that's Kazam. Oh. <laughs> Shazam is the new movie coming out starring Zachary Levy. Le- Levy. Levy. I'm going to go Shazam. Yeah. Do but, you, have you ever watched the this is OK, so the series, the TV series, Chuck, what was that, like 10 years ago? Yeah, that sounds right. Was that the one with the doll that you're, I'm thinking of Chucky, aren't I? Yeah, you Chucky are. Yeah. Well, who would win in that fight? <laughs> That's fine. Um, Chucky's pretty vicious. But Shazam oh. is a superhero from the from the one thing I know about him. And that's this picture. Yeah. 
I would go with That's Shazam. Tough. My money's on Shazam. What, is it, what does Shazam do, Corey? Can you tell us? <laughs> Why, maybe? He's probably strong. Does he fight? He has a hood now. He has. And, he has and the when wind. he punches, he, there's a kapow. Yeah. And he could charge cell phones, and he's a child, but he could turn into an adult by saying a word. Well, he can he can charge cell phones really fast because yes. that is that is yes, a quite a can. good skill. That's, it's like that's uh, cool. was that charging without like needing anything, like when you just walk into a room and your phone like starts inductive charging. charging. Inductive charging. Let me. That's his main power. <laughs> let me tell you about Shazam. He has he has the wisdom of Solomon, the strength of Hercules, the stamina of Atlas, the power of Zeus. The courage of Achilles and the speed of Mercury. Oh yeah, you can't beat that. Because that's wow. spells Shazam. And, oh. and Chuck. And the fashion sense of Hermes. <laughs> and, and, and Chuck could fix computers. Oh, that's a good skill to have. Yeah. It is, but he. I mean, in a fist fight, I mean Shazam would probably win. But like in a in a feud, like a blood feud that lasts more than just you know fisticuffs. Uh, Chuck probably could ruin his life. Yeah, easily. that's true. Because he could find out who he is and then uh, just murder the child in his sleep. Yes. Okay. Wait, he's a child when he's sleeping? Well, yeah. You don't. Yes. I don't. I, don't I just get, told I you Shazam this. is a child who turns into an adult by saying Shazam. Yes. Shazam. Oh. He says Shazam. Shazam. She knows more about it than yeah. I do. Yeah. So we're gonna. We're going to say we all won on that one. Okay. On the subject of Shazam versus Chucky the doll, who would win? Yes. Versus Annabelle the creepy doll from The Conjuring. (laughs) Oh. Oh, my God. But Corey. I don't know anything about Chucky, and I still answered the question. So you don't know about Chucky. All 32 Chucky movies. Yes. My favorite one is the second one where they introduced Chomper. (laughs) (laughs) It really added something to the series. So I guess I guess from that standpoint, Shazam would probably beat Chucky because Chucky couldn't even beat that freaking kid he followed around for 40 yeah. years. No, but he always comes back. So eventually, unless Shazam lives forever, Chucky will win him out. That's just a waiting game. Yeah. Except I want you guys, do you like horror movies? I'm a fan of horror. There is a really creepy horror movie I watched recently. It's on Amazon. It's called Across the River. And it's got subtitles. It's It was filmed in yeah, Germany. I'm not going to do that shit. <laughs> it could be the scariest thing in the world, but I'm not going to read. <laughs> that's, that's the scariest part. Corey's going to have trouble. He's like, he's, he's trying to read the sentence and he's pausing it. No, really. <laughs> something scary happens. He's like, oh, well, I guess I saw it coming because I paused it and I saw that thing running in the background. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a fan of uh, kind of like dark comedy horrors like the idle hand i really like that yeah it, there there was a funny dark movie sean penn was in years ago called u-turn he plays this hapless guy who lands in this town and he just cannot get out of it and there's this really gross funny scene where john Voigt is playing a homeless person and he hands him a coke that he's been drinking out of and I don't know how he did it, but there's this thin line of drool that extends all the way from the Coke bottle from John Voigt's mouth. <laughs> He's handing the Coke to Sean Penn. He's like, yeah, I'll pass on that. I'm I'm OK. Had to be a prosthetic. Prosthetic slime. <laughs> prosthetic slime. <laughs> it was so funny. It's really funny and dark and Billy Bob Thornton's in it. And 
I, I watched it ages ago. I just, it was funny and dark. <laughs> Billy Bob Thornton from the uh, Matchbox Men, the famous singer. <laughs> what? Matchstick no, what Men? What are you talking about? Billy Bob Thornton Billy has Bob... a band. Yeah, Billy Bob Thornton and the rather large band or something like that. No, it's Matchbox Men. The it is Ma- not the Matchbox Matchbox 20. The Billy Ma- Bob Thornton and the Matchbox 20s. It's, I'm telling you. Do you want to oh, bet now we're looking 10 it bajillion dollars on it? Yeah. I want to bet the box masters. Neither of us were anywhere near <laughs> I <right>. said box. <laughs> Master, <laughs> box master. Yeah, we're close. Okay. Hey, re-say it right now, and then I'll edit it in where it sounds like you knew it all along. It's it Billy like Bob Thornton and the box masters. Oh, yeah. Yeah, the box masters. <laughs> You're not going to edit it. No, no. Unless I can... No, it's Billy Bob Thornton and the Boxmasters. (laughs) Now I'll edit it. Yeah, great. I'll tell you something. As far as computer games, I I really love playing The Sims. Yeah. I've been hooked on that off and on for years. I'll go through a period of time where I am just... Like, if I've just finished a book, I need something to kind of refresh my brain or something, and I'll just play The Sims for hours and hours and hours, and I'll create these families and follow them and make sure they get married and have children. And, <laughs> and, and like, then you come in and you take the children. <laughs> <laughs> Please tell me you made, like, a Trailer Park Wives uh, Sim game, right? There isn't a trailer in any of the Sim towns but i mean you, you could, could try to sleep with morticia though that's true that's true you could do that yeah now now i want you to tell the truth on this one do you type in rosebud type in rosebud oh what's that a cheat code for it gives you like money so much money <laughs> i do mother load you oh cheater. that's a new cheat oh so she is a cheater but i don't i totally agree that it's... just gives you toasters <laughs> a bunch <laughs> of toasters when you type in mother load you get fifty thousand simoleons oh Ooh, that's like what that's does like that one com- usd yeah what does that convert to in sims money <laughs> I, I don't know it just means you can buy some some people design some of the coolest houses and i don't really like to build my own house i like to take somebody's house and but then they don't test their houses before they put them out there on the exchange and then I have to refurbish them and change them up. And, yeah, that's fun. The house building part was the only part that yeah, I liked. Yeah, that's the only part I did. I can ever stand. Like, I didn't want to see him pee in the pool and cry. Yeah, eventually, I, in real life. eventually I just trap them in stoves until they burn. Oh, that's well, not... in an earlier version of Sims, I had this guy named Winslow, and he would not do anything. It was the version of the game where this curtain would come up, to change their clothes and they jump into bed. Do you remember that one? That was like an old oh, yeah. version. And this guy. Yeah, that's the only it. version we know. <laughs> I, I I loved Sims 3 and I'm on Sims 4 now and I've gotten used to Sims 4. I really like it. But in this one version, this idiot, he would not do anything. He wouldn't clean. He didn't go out and get a job. He didn't contribute to the household, so I tried to kill him. And I built a room around him and locked him in. I mean, I've never intentionally killed a character, but it's like he just annoyed me so much. Did it work? Well, he cried and he peed and he fell asleep and he cried and he peed and he fell asleep. And finally he died, but then the Grim Reaper came and gave him a second chance. (laughs) (laughs) I was so ticked. It was like, I don't want this guy. All right. Well, 
I will say that if you ever want to write a book where you get trapped in the Sims world, there is a whole genre and a whole bunch of people that are willing to read that book. We can hook you up with so many people who want to read that book. <laughs> Seriously, I did write a short story about one of the earlier versions of Sims where you could choose things for the character to do. It, would that be a group online or something or like a fan <coughs> fiction? Oh, yeah, there's a huge uh, group and following of the lit RPG series. It's where some basically you get trapped in a, a game world. Okay. And there's as far as I know, there's little to no Sims lit. So yeah. I think you would be yeah. feeling if that's something you're actually interested in. I think you'd be. Yeah. Huh. Can consult yourself on whether or not you can use the term the Sims because that might end end up <laughs> with you in jail. It's it's trademarked, yeah. It's their trademark. You can, so you just do the sins. Yeah. Sins. Bam. Yeah. The sins for the yeah. sinful people living in this town. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you're just gonna slip right back in your trailer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. So the next question: What is your favorite sound? Sound. That's a weird question. Is it uh, Billy Bob or whoever sent these questions in? <laughs> Matchstick Man. This is my favorite sound. That's money, guys. <laughs> my favorite sound is when this electric kettle in the morning clicks. Because it means the water is boiling hot and I can pour my hot water into a teapot. Fancy. It also means that you have to get up and get out of bed. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So mixed feelings there for me. Um, my favorite sound is uh, welcome to Audible. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Does it make a sound? And well, a guy reads that. Yeah, right in the beginning of the like book. Super terrible sound quality. It really <laughs> is. They should rework. <laughs> yeah, they need that. to update My that. least favorite sound is when your book's over mm-hmm. and that guy comes Audible back. I hope you enjoyed this message. Yeah. Why are you talking so fast? Do you listen to your books really fast or something? <laughs> <laughs> he does actually, though. He was playing some Trailer Park Wives for me today, and it was it was fast. Wait, were you playing it on your phone? Yeah. Oh, what speed do you listen to it at, Josh? It depends on what it is. What speed do you listen to Trailer Park Wives at, Josh? Tell the truth. Chain the devil. It went. I started out as like 1.25, and then towards the end, it was two. Double two. Speed. Two. Wow. You can't. You can't understand anything. Yes, two you can. Speed. Once you get used to someone's voice, it sounds slow. That's why I hate talking to you guys. No, I will I will <laughs> I will say that one point two five is is it's fast at first, but you get used to it. Double speed, that's not that's not human. Guess guess what? You remember the book Ready Player One? Yeah. Listen to it at triple speed. No, you four did four times. Well, yeah, because it took you four times to understand a single word that was coming out of his mouth. No, I listened to that book so many times. Do you believe this, Denise? How do you speed it up? <laughs> Just in the app, you can go down whenever you okay. open up a book. It lets you raise the speed. Oh, my gosh. She's like, I can I can listen to so many books now. Oh, my <laughs> I can, God. I can remember what I wrote in my own books. Well, here's the thing, guys. When you're smart like me and Denise, you don't have to slow <laughs> these books down. You can just let them shoot into your head. No, Denise wants to know so she can slow it down even more. So yeah. she can, well, that's what I need, actually, because I miss about half the book. Okay, so I listen. Because a little worm. <laughs> yeah. I just looked, and I listened to my books at 1.60 of the speed. No, you do not. 
1.60 times speed. Serious? And now I'm thinking it's like an author thing. Anybody who wrote a book just <laughs> in, needs to get through books I, faster. No, I, okay, no. <laughs> Hear me out here because the, the narrator of the book, tr- I mean, they put a lot of time and effort into crafting a quality sounding thing. And yes. they recorded it at a specific uh, speed. They want you to listen to it at a specific speed. Now, I, I understand that sometimes, sometimes you need to speed things up to get through, but you but, sound so stupid right you now. You do, because we literally had a narrator on the podcast who we talked to about this, he, and he said he didn't care what well, his one, exact narr- phrase, one narrator. That's, his exact phrase was, I'm getting paid all day. I don't care what you're doing. <laughs> hey, uh, Denise, settle something for me here. If, yes. if, if someone got up, up on, on the stand and they started telling you a story about one guy that they knew, and that was supposed to be representative of a larger group, would you believe them, or would you let that stand? She's not a judge. What do you, what do you mean? Like, um, yeah, what the saying, hell are you talking about? He's saying because one narrator told him it was okay, that every narrator <laughs> now thinks that it's... That, I object, Your Honor! <laughs> well, yeah. We have Reese Witherspoon on the podcast. She will settle this. I listened to Tim Curry doing the Lemony Snicket stories, and he was so good. Oh, my God. I mean, he was chewing up the scenery. There was a scene where he was really taking his time getting to the very end of the sentence. And he was just milking it. And it was funny because it was an evil character telling the children he was going to do something diabolically evil to them. And it was just so funny. So you got to let the artist record it at their speed and listen to it at their speed. Yeah. And then. Yeah. And then it's your choice if you want to listen to it faster, is what you're saying. That's <laughs> we're all on the same page here. I, how do you feel about sound effects in your book? Would you be Would you be okay with that? No, I don't think so. Um, I don't think we listened when the kids were little. We listened to the Patricia C. Reedy books with Simmering and the Dragons. And that narrator had a lot of different that those series of books had a lot of different voices in them. Mm-hmm. I think if I were listening to a radio drama, I'd want sound effects like Prairie Home Companion when they do those funny skits and they have the sound effects guy making all those noises. Here's here's a little fun fact for you. Yeah. If you have a a child's Alexa, you could do a Goosebumps Choose Your Own Adventure, and they got all this like sound effects in the background and stuff like that and i was listening to one with my six-year-old and he loved it that was like we've listened to like stories in the past but all the sound effects and stuff really made him enjoy it a lot more i could see that working yeah a goosebump story with the sounds of creaking doors and and spooky sounds oh yeah boiling babies and (laughs) how does people get their children taken away Oh, have you ever watched the documentary, The Wonderful Whites of, was it South Carolina? No, I haven't. Oh, I think you would enjoy it. It seems like the the people, well, I don't know, the people in your trailer park, uh, for the most part, have a good heart, right? Yeah. These people probably don't. What's this called? The Wonderful what? Whites of North Carolina. The wonderful whites of North Carolina. Okay. It's it's about a real it, messed up family. It sounds okay. It sounds a little. You didn't watch it. I don't know what you're talking about, but I, I'll have to look for <laughs> it. At one point, this girl gets her her kid taken away, and they go to Taco Bell to eat, 
Oh, the wonderful whites of West, the, the wild and wonderful whites of West Virginia. That's what it is. Okay. But they, they went to Taco Bell to eat afterwards after she got her kid taken away. And it's her and her mom sitting in the Taco Bell. And they see someone they know go through the drive through and they're right by the same window. And the mom yells to the people in the car, she's crying. They took her baby away. <laughs> it was awful. You said it backwards. They were in the drive through it doesn't, remember it doesn't they, matter. It does, because they pull up and they're like, we need mozzarella sticks. <laughs> <laughs> and they took my baby. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that was... Jush is right. It point to Jush. And that's, his fa- that's my favorite sound. They took her baby away. <laughs> they took her baby, they took her baby away. Like, what was that? They took her baby away. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's terrible. Mm. Is that what you say when you're taking the kids away? <laughs> like, I took your baby away. <laughs> yeah, and then I gleefully prance around the courtroom. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> high five. So, so did everybody... <laughs> yes, maybe the, the high fives probably. That yeah, might be a little bit too far. You might get in trouble. Uh, did everybody say their favorite sound? Yeah. Okay. Uh, next question. Josh, okay. you read this one. It's who, names. Who was the better Becky? Alicia Garanison or Sarah Chalk? On the television show, Roseanne, oh. which Becky oh, oh. was better? Which one was from Scrubs? Sarah Chalk. Denise, Sarah Chalk Denise knows Roseanne, better. I feel like. I, I like the original Becky. Which would be? Alicia. Uh, Alicia. Okay, so she left. They brought another Becky in. And then she's back on the Connors, right? Is she? I don't know. <laughs> I thought you might know. You seem like you, were, you knew this one. Um... I remember when Roseanne aired the first time. I didn't really watch it when the reboot came. That's okay. No one else did. Yeah. I, I, feel like I, I mostly watched part of an episode. stuff on Netflix and Amazon. Yeah. Um, so do you have a. Do you watch Trailer Park Boys? Oh, yeah. Is there a lot of cross confusion on that one? I've seen the trailers for that show and I, I should watch it. I haven't. I've, I've got. There are all kinds of things that Netflix is throwing at me that they want me to see. And then once you watch one thing, you watch something else. <laughs> you, you don't have to. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so gullible. I love, um, I watched The Highwaymen that played. And then now I'm watching Bonnie and Clyde again. Oh, yeah. She's like, well, Netflix knows. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They do know their algorithms are the best. Who's yeah. The Not when you have four people watching the same well, Netflix, then it sucks. That's true. Get a different account. Yeah, I do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some advice is devices, not advices. Those are different words. They mean different things. Denise, do you have your own Netflix account, or do you steal someone else's, like, 90% of people? We've got our own, I think. My husband's kind of shaking his hand. The kids are on the account, too, so. Can we get your username and password? <laughs> yeah. Okay, Denise. <laughs> You know, having kids is really helpful because they know all the new cultural things that are going on. My daughter introduced me to podcasts, and she got me listening to Small Town Murder and oh, I've listened. Have you heard those guys? Small Town Murder? Yeah. I've yeah. Listened. James I'm... Petragallo and Jimmy Whitfield, J- Jimmy Wisman. They are so funny. Have you uh, listened to any of, like, Dr. Death or Dirty John? No, are those what are the are those podcasts called Dr. Death and Dirty John? Yeah, those are two different ones and they're about they're right up your alley if you're into murder okay. murderize. I, 
And these guys, I mean, they're funny. They are so funny, especially James Petragallo when he goes off on somebody he hates. <laughs> and he's got a dark sense of humor, of course, because they're doing small town murder and crime in sports. And they're just, yeah, I mean, just the appalling things that people do. So we all agreed on the second Becky, right? Yeah, the second Becky is by far. Absolutely. The first Becky was garbage. If we could take her baby away, I would be all <laughs> Jesus, you guys will not. You'd be all over that, right? (laughs) Okay. uh, Well, as a lawyer, I feel like this last question is right up your alley. Okay. Are you ready for it? Yep. Uh oh. Okay. What is cooler, a jean jacket with a leather vest on top, or a leather jacket with a jean vest on top? (gasps) Oh man, that is a tough. Oh, no, I don't know. They both sound pretty bad. This might have to be. Yeah, well, this seems like something one of your trailer park ladies would wear. Well, we can get... Um... Google to answer it for us. Just type that into Google. No. They say. Uh... say the question again. Yeah. Okay. Here, I'm... You want me to read it? <clears throat> it's in uh, Welsh, so it's hard to read. <laughs> Let me get a drink of air. What is cooler... A jean jacket with leather vest on top or a leather jacket with a jean jacket vest on top? So it's all about the sleeves. Either you're going to have leather sleeves and a jean jacket or jean jacket sleeves with a leather inner jacket. Okay, I'm going to go with um, jean jacket sleeves. That's, That's a good choice. Okay. I personally like a jean jacket underneath. With the whole leather jacket over top, with another jean jacket over top of that. Okay, See, now that I can get around. Yeah, I like that. But I, I'm thinking, in my in my humble opinion, that jean jacket on top has to be a vest. Uh, they're all vests, and then there's three <laughs> other jackets on top of the vest. If you guys you guys probably didn't notice, but I don't have any sleeves because I hate sleeves. So I would do uh, probably a sandwich affect it. You know, do uh-huh. leather jean leather. Oh. That way, in case I'm riding my motorbike through the trailer park and I wreck, <laughs> I'll be safe. Yeah. Yeah. With your arms made out of sandwiches, you would totally be safe. Because clothing is just a state of mind. If you put a sandwich over your body, it's... it's well, a- that was what I was going to ask her. Because she would, she would be able to tell us, probably definitively, uh, as a lawyer... Mm-hmm. Um, there's a debate we've been having on the podcast for five seasons now. Yeah, and, okay. but it makes perfect sense. So if, if a person takes uh, cheeseburgers, say, and puts them on their body, are those cheeseburgers considered clothing? Well, Lady Gaga wore a meat dress. So, yeah. There's always true. the Lady Gaga ar- argument. So yeah. you're so you are you are. Hamburgers can be clothing. Yes. But that's not the question. The question is, when do hamburgers become clothing? Oh, oh. okay. Well. Okay. Also, Lady well, Gaga. That is, well, that's just another part of the question because, like, I mean, if it if it covers specific areas, I mean, I think it it does, right? That it's mm-hmm. clothing. Yeah. Yeah. See, sure. she's into it. Okay, so let's say you're in court, right? I'm not saying I would wear a cheeseburger dress. Well, you no. legally just agreed to wear one. <laughs> oh dear. <laughs> Just wait till you hear about the ruler pants. No, no. Let's say you're in court and you're holding this baby you took, and the mom comes in and she's wearing cheeseburgers. Does that change your opinion of her? My opinion of her would go up incalculably. Yeah, and the baby would be fed because yes. they just eat off the mom's clothes. Yeah, just the way they used to do it in the old west. 
Now, I will say that that you could say that that's a nice uh, pair of clothing that you're wearing or whatever you would say, but you can't say sweet threads because there's no thread in a hamburger. If their clothing is made out of Subway, you could say that's a fresh look. Oh, <laughs> that'd be pretty pretty, pretty good. Yep. What is going on with you, man? You're saying clever things like I, this. Well, I just finished... Uh, reading my favorite book of all time, Slime Girl Year One. So I'm all pumped up. What, well, last week you had that clever comment about the deja vu. Deja vu. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, it's been a pleasure uh, having you on, Denise. But at this point, uh, that was all the questions. And we're still oh. going through a tra- transitional period. Yeah. We have no idea how to end the podcast. <laughs> First of all, I have to ask, Doug has to be really bored, right? He is playing with his cell phone, and he's going to take me for a beer now. Okay. Well, <laughs> I, we forgot to tell you that sometimes these go a little long. We just had fun okay. with it. I know. You were probably thinking it was a solid 15 minutes. but <laughs> No, I was worried I wasn't going to have enough to talk to you guys about. I'm so glad we, we had this great conversation. Maybe what you could do is end your podcast with music. Okay. Will so you sing I, us something oh. You and Doug can <laughs> say no. Uh, do you have uh, anything you'd like to plug? Um, no. I mean, yeah, you could say. Well, I mean, well, maybe you could like, at, plug, plug your book or yeah, your law firm. Yeah, or your, your, where to find you, website, how people could buy your books, Patreon, okay. Facebook. All your mini pen names. Yeah. For different dirty things. Well, don't don't worry too much. We'll have you back on as uh, Ag- Agrod Jones. <laughs> I would love that. I would like that. Um, and then well, you could pretend like Denise is trying to steal all your credit. That's right. That would work. Nasty girl. <laughs> um, yeah, it's it's called Crushing It. Um, I'm working with Brittany Goodwin on it. And um, yeah, and I, I didn't write a lot of fresh material last year. I was dealing with some health issues. So... This year, I'm feeling good about things, and I'm, I've am i almost got this first draft of the murder mystery done, so it's a real change for me. That's awesome. I'm, I'm real excited about uh, listening to your, your young adult book that's going to be on Audible soon, and people can find you on Audible, and you sell your books where, like Amazon? and I sell them everywhere. I'm on Kobo, Barnes & Noble, iTunes. Uh, Google Play, although I haven't made any money on Google. So. I don't think anybody reads on Google Play. Yeah, so. If you're I, reading on Google Play, you're probably just confused about how to use a phone. I've got a, I used a Nook for a while, but that was a mistake. I shouldn't have done that. It was that. also free, right? Yeah, it was a gift. <laughs> Jim Cookrell on Selmore Book Show made a joke about that guy from Office, the movie The Office, I guess it was called. What was it called? Office Space? Office, Office Space, Space. Office, yeah. Yeah. And he was the nebishy guy, and he said, that's the person who's working at Google, you know, the guy who can't do anything. They have him go over there and put books out on Google. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. Uh, yeah, so you've got you've got your website, too, denisequinn.com? Yes, I do. And so I'm doing all of them there, right? I yeah. do a monthly newsletter, too, and I've started cool. branching out into talking more about the audiobook process. It's it's really fun. It's really fun to see your book turned into into listening. It, it's really amazing to listen to someone reading your book aloud. Well, as a person is the only person in this whole room that has not written a book. Uh, I do find the process pretty interesting. And and these interviews have been a lot of fun. 
Yeah, I mean, you guys have really got something good going. You're, you just have to keep it up, you know, like uh, James Petrogallo and Jimmy Wisman did, because now they've gone regional. They're they're going all over the country doing their uh, podcast. Yeah, I think of myself as a young those people's names. <laughs> <laughs> I like the part where you talked about how the one guy hates everybody. Maybe I could fill that role on this. Oh, definitely. You should listen to them. James Patrick Gallo, sometimes he gets going on somebody. Like, he'll go after some announcer who's got a really big ego. And he just he he just vents. And he talks about his Italian grandmother. And he's just really funny. She, she, was, listen, she was the worst. Listen here, you stupid announcer <laughs> and your Italian grandmother. Yeah. Josh could be that guy, though. He's been kicked off many message boards on the Internet. Joosh has. <laughs> you, sorry, Joosh. You can't you can't get kicked off this podcast, Joosh. No. You're that's, here forever. Oh, no matter how great. hard you try. You did try that one time. <laughs> I did try to leave the podcast one time, but I have all the recording equipment, so I was kind of stuck. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, you know I mean, how it is, the way you tried to leave the law firm, but they were like, no, you no. have all those babies in your face. <laughs> <laughs> Don't tell anybody. When the oh, kids, um, when my kids were real little, Meredith used to do this thing. She's my daughter. She'd say she was like five at the time, and she'd go, "Nobody can take my mommy away. Nobody." I mean, she'd say it in that kind of voice, and I'm like, "What the hell are they talking about?" <laughs> and you're like, naive kid. What they could take me away pretty easily if they just knew. <laughs> How would you end a podcast in the courtroom? Um, you'd say there be no ma- no further matters to discuss. This matter is adjourned. That's perfect. Boom. That's it. Suck That's a bag outro. full of dicks. <laughs> <laughs> we <sense>. are adjourned. <laughs>Spider Gwen. Okay. <laughs> you can call her Spider Gwen. Okay. Spider Gwen. I like that. Okay.